0: I really love our intro, by the way. Okay. <laughs> hey there, welcome back, questers, to the SQHQ with another episode of Success Quest. I'm Caleb Valle. And I'm Jacob Harmon. And today we're going to continue our journey discussing the successes of life. This week's topic is emotional success but before we begin we want to welcome all of you who may be new to the show here at success quest we believe that success consists of much more than being financially well-off or rich even we believe that success encompasses the emotional physical spiritual even Um, there are so many aspects to success and far too often we overlook them in order to obtain true success we must understand all of these aspects Now, we are all questers seeking the ultimate treasure, which is true success, and we are your resource to helping you take steps to getting to that point in your life, but we aren't professionals. We are on this journey with you, which is probably the coolest part about this podcast. You know, you're not just listening to these guys who are all high and mighty. No, we're on this journey with you. We're all questers, and um, we're looking for people everywhere, even just like you, to share uh, with us your experiences and stories of success. But yeah, Jacob and I started this podcast two two months ago. This is our eighth episode, which is crazy. It's crazy to think that we've gotten this far. We're super excited. It's been an amazing journey so far. We've gotten to meet some incredible people, and we have such an amazing audience. So we want to thank all of you listeners who have just continually listened with us and all you guys who are brand new, listening for the first time. I hope you guys can get into feeling that desire Tapping into that desire to reach success, truly, in all its aspects. So welcome, Quester. You are on the ultimate journey because there's no other journey more important than finding your own success and what makes you truly happy in life. So welcome. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and
1: dive into emotional success. Real quick before we do that, um, I just wanted to celebrate with our audience here a little milestone that Caleb and I have reached. We are on our eighth episode of Success Quest. For eight weeks straight, we have not missed one Thursday. And I'll tell you, right now we are recording Wednesday night. So even though sometimes we come right to the line, we have not missed a week. And it's a milestone for us because we have six different areas of success that we have defined that we're talking about um, if you're interested in learning more about that, go back and listen to episode two of success quest. We go over all of the different areas of success, but episode eight, we're talking about the last area of success, emotional success. And so it's a big milestone for us because we have been consistent. We've done this week after week after week. And that's actually a huge part of being successful. Just being consistent, doing something consistently. If you're struggling with that, that's a great place to start. Find one thing or one habit that you wish you had, start doing it, and do it consistently. Eight weeks is a long time, (laughs) but we hope to do this much, much longer. We hope that this is just the beginning. But I'm just excited that we've been so consistent with this, and I kind of wanted to celebrate that with our audience. So, anyways, big milestone for us. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit to emotional success. I mean, there's a lot of different areas of emotional success too. We could subdivide it into so many different things, but the, we want to talk today about relationships, about being able to have a positive attitude, being able to control your outlook on life and also how to deal with mental health issues that can arise like depression and anxiety and the more severe Things that happen with our emotions and with our health, mental health. Um, but first, we're going to start on a little lighter note on just day to day emotions and how they can help us in our life. What does emotional success mean to you, Caleb?
0: So, okay, this is a great. I'm so exo- I'm so excited about this topic. And before we start, it's important to let everybody know we're not professionals, right? Like we we don't know everything we're, we're we're kind of having just a discussion we're learning alongside with you we've done a lot of research and we want to talk about this and and maybe widen the horizon widen our perspectives on what emotional success may be when i imagine emotional success i imagine someone who isn't governed by their emotions yet someone who knows the importance of emotions and has that fine balance where they can say, okay, you know, right now I'm angry, but I'm not going to hit people, you know, like that's, that's being in control of my emotions. But at the same time, knowing when to let anger kind of flow through you, how to let it flow through you to motivate you to action, right? Like, for example, my dad, anytime I was struggling in school for a reason that was external to me, right, my dad would immediately let kind of be filled with frustration and he let it, drive him and that he would go to action, you know, talk to those teachers or talk to those people or talk to me and get things done. You know, I think so. I think emotions are good because they're, they're a driving force to action, but um, there has to be a good balance. You don't want to be fully governed by emotions because then you're just drowning. What do you think, Jacob?
1: I love what you were saying. Being able to feel emotion, but not letting those emotions control you being in control of your emotions and also deciding how to react to them. Uh, Cause it's important that we have emotion, right? There's a reason why we have them. If we didn't have any emotion, we'd be in big trouble. I mean, it'd be a pretty boring world that we live in. So it's, it's important that we have these emotions. We have anger, we have sadness, we have passion, right? Something that here on success quest, we have a lot of is passion. I mean, we really want to, we have a drive to become successful. And without emotion, that wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't be sitting here talking to each other about success and getting excited about it. We need those emotions because they drive us, like you said, but sometimes those emotions can take control of us and they can, instead of us being in control of our lives, we can let them govern us. And I've seen... A lot of examples of moments where people aren't in control, and it's always eye opening to see this like even even just sitting at a restaurant right where I'll see a parent yell at their children or or just get so frustrated over something so small and lose it. they completely lose control of themselves and i I watch these these interactions with people, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh.' that person has zero control over their actions because their emotions dominate everything they do. And so there is a balance. We need it, but we also need to learn how to control it and how to channel it.
0: And, you know, I'm thinking about the examples. I was just thinking, okay, so, like, comparing adults to children. It's interesting to see a child. So, my, I mean, I'm raising my son, and my son's only... 11 months. I almost forgot his age. He's going to turn a year soon. But it's interesting to see how his life is governed by feelings, right? Because he he doesn't really know a lot better and he doesn't really know how to communicate. I know that. But it's interesting because when he's hungry, I mean, he will just let it totally encompass him, right? Totally. Like he'll cry and he'll want hunger. He wants to be fed. And those are his ways of expressing it. But as you grow up, that's totally unacceptable, right? If I were to just break down and start going crazy at a McDonald's because I'm so hungry, like, that is really strange. Don't be governed by your emotions. In that that instance, if I'm at McDonald's and I'm hungry, right, the best course of action is to sit patiently and wait my turn until I can pay someone to get food. But I was thinking, and this is another thing I wanted to bring up with you, Jacob, because I'm trying to understand this myself how are emotions and attitude tied together are they intertwined are they separate are they the same thing i was talking about this earlier with my wife i was i was contemplating the fact that emotions are inevitable you're going to feel emotions in any circumstance no matter what but is what is how you express your emotions based off the attitude that you have i don't know can you help me out with that jacob i was thinking about this i want to get your thoughts
1: yeah This is just my opinion um, coming out, but I think attitude is the way we react to and then adjust emotion. Ooh, I like that. If that that makes sense. So, for example, something happens. We can call that a trigger, right? I'm angry. Period. Like, the emotion going through me is anger. Now, what attitude allows me to do is it allows me to take that anger... Take a step back, kind of analyze that anger and figure it out and uh, internalize it, right? And then channel that and adjust it. So if I have a good attitude, then I can... For example, let's say I'm angry at a situation at work. I have a coworker who is is angry at me because of something I did, but there was a poor communication... And so honestly, it wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just that we didn't understand each other and they're blowing up, right? So in this type of situation, my natural response is anger right back at them. They're angry at me. I want to be angry back at them, right? But if we have a good attitude, the way I see attitude is the ability to calm down, internalize that anger, don't get rid of it, but then channel it. And think it through so that you can actually respond to that situation in a proactive way instead of a destructive way, in a constructive way. Because the way you respond, especially in emotionally intense situations, takes a lot of self-control. A lot of self-control. But I think it's a skill that can be learned. It's something that takes practice.
0: I agree with that. I think that you hit it right on the nail. As I was discussing this earlier with my wife, I was like, it almost seems to me that a good or more positive attitude is like the driving force to the reaction of the emotion you're about to feel. I just picture uh, the levers when like the train is going somewhere and you want to change the track you know, it's the positive attitude is like pushing that lever to the side. So it goes down a more positive track. You're starting to think through it. You know, you're making sure your reaction isn't over the top. You're, you're analyzing the situation. And on the opposite side, if you have a bad attitude, you are going to just get crushed under the emotion. The emotion is just going to come and just absolutely steamroll right over you. For example, when you are Angry in that instance, and you have a really negative attitude already. You just are not liking that coworker, and it's just oh, it's just getting at you. You might actually yell. You might actually raise your voice. You might stomp out of the room, slam the door, do something that's embarrassing afterwards because you are just getting steamrolled because of the the negative consequences of having a, a negative attitude. It's not something that people are born with. It's something that you you can learn over time. This is something that you, if you practice enough, you can train hard enough, you can have a better attitude. On top of having a good attitude, there are also a number of things that you can do to strengthen your control on your emotions. And one of those ways I, I wanted to discuss is the way you actually end up expressing that emotion can be a way of helping you control that emotion. If you know you have a good outlet for your emotions, whether it's anger or sadness, and if you have a good outlet, that can help you, so like for example, with Jacob talking about his coworker, if I'm in having a dispute with my coworker and I'm getting into a situation where I'm in getting angry, right? I'm getting angry, and my emotions are hitting me from every corner. But I know in my head that I have a special outlet saved for anger. I'm going to handle that situation totally differently. Um, if I know that in my office I have a little punching bag, like, and I'm thinking in my head, like, I can't wait till I get back to my office, you know? <laughs> so I can finally express that that emotion. I think it's, I think that's a great way of helping you control emotion.
1: That's great. I think that it's always important to have some sort of outlet for emotions, um, especially when it's undesirable emotions, emotions that, we don't necessarily want um for me something that i like to do is just find a quiet place take deep breaths that that helps me or go for a walk i know that for my wife she likes to just separate herself from the situation whenever we're frustrated at all she just doesn't want to talk to me so she goes away she calms down and and we don't we we aren't explosive types like we don't have really heated arguments because we're both kind of the type that just go and calm down and then we come back and later talk about it and i think that, that that's a that's a great way at least for me to to deal with it but some people are different and they'd rather explode a little get it all out and then they're fine And so everyone's going to deal with emotions in a different way. And you just kind of have to figure out what the best way is for you. Another thing that I like to do, and this goes back to our discussion last week on spiritual success, they're really all intertwined, is I like to sit down and and maybe say a prayer or um, just gather my thoughts and, and kind of ponder and meditate a little bit. So really, emotions are tied very closely to spiritual success, and also physical success. Because if you're taking care of your body, you're going to be in more control of your emotions. If you're eating junk food all the time and things, then your brain is going to have a harder time dealing with those things. So honestly, the more you work on all these areas, the more that are, you're, you're going to be helped in other areas too. So definitely figure out what works for you because everyone's different.
0: The point that you make that all these successes are intertwined is such a valid one. The end goal is that you want to kind of develop all of these, these successes. So go back and listen to our other podcasts, kind of get an idea for what these type of successes are because they're all intertwined, just like Jacob said. So if you want to get better in emotional success or physical success, social success, all these things need to be worked on gradually together. Having an outlet just for your emotions is just fantastic overall, regardless of what it may be for you. Punching a bag is something I like to do. My wife likes to write in her journal. Um, exercising or just venting to a friend all those are great outlets
1: this whole time we've been talking about emotions i keep i keep thinking of that movie inside out (laughs) where there's the girl and literally inside of her brain she's got these little creatures that are controlling her emotions right there's the anger and happiness and sadness (laughs) and anyways that's a fun movie but we're gonna kind of take a turn in the podcast now up to this point, we've been talking about a certain demographic of people that their emotions work in the quote unquote normal way where you have control over them, right? You can take a step back and calm them down, but there are also a lot of circumstances out there where people have mental health problems That make these types of things difficult. There are so many different mental health issues out there. And Caleb and I, like we said already, we're not professionals. And we don't want to make it sound like we are. Um, But we do want to make it clear that we understand that the things we've talked about up to this point may not work for some of you. Some of you might have something bigger going on. Maybe... There's some of you out there that have anxiety or deep depression, a good attitude, as great as that is, isn't necessarily going to work for you because there's deeper things going on. There's chemical imbalances going on that make it harder. So we just want to make it clear that we understand that Mm -hmm. emotional success is going to be more difficult for some people than it is for other people. And while there are Mm -hmm. so many different mental health conditions out there, Today, we want to talk a little bit specifically about anxiety and depression because they are so prevalent and we love to talk about even more of them in the future. And since we're not experts, we've taken the rest of what we're going to be talking about in this section of the podcast directly from articles from professionals that have talked about it. And we have a list of a few things that can help you cope with anxiety and depression. And then also a few things For those of you out there who are supporting someone else who has anxiety and depression, things that you can do to help them out. On a personal note, I have a very close family member who suffers with severe anxiety and depression and even suicidal thoughts. And when I learned about this, that was so hard for me because I didn't know how to help her. I didn't. And I still don't. I'm working on it. Sometimes I don't know what to say or if something I'm going to say is going to be good or if it's just going to be make things worse. And so I know how difficult it is to try to be supporting someone. And so we're also going to talk a little bit about that today.
0: Yes. I also just want to say, if you are suffering with a type of mental illness that makes things like this hard being able to control your emotions and such. Can I just say, you, you are so cool. Like, you are so cool. You have to go through everything that we have to go through on a daily basis, and then some. You know? <laughs> like, you are already ahead of the game when it comes to experiencing your own trials and facing difficulty. Like, you are on top of the food chain. You're You are seriously some of the people I look up to the most. Because... Um, I I have a brother as well, um, speaking about personal things, um, who has to deal with severe depression, and it's just crazy to me that, I mean, he deals with so much crap just personally, and then on top of that, he's trying to live in the real world, you know, and that's a tough thing to do, so let me just congratulate all of you guys who are suffering from some type of mental illness, and let me just say you, you you are fantastic. Okay, you are phenomenal. Um, And if anything, uh, we believe in you. And I know it can be hard. Why you if you you guys should reach out to us. Seriously, we would love to hear your thoughts on this matter because we're not professionals. You know, we don't experience this anywhere near how you experience this. So we would like to see maybe exactly what it is you do to try and cope with your own depression, anxiety, mental illness, etc. We would love to have you on the show. But kind of going into ways to cope with anxiety and depression, again, not all of this is going to help you um, per se. But I think it's a good start. I think it's a great start. First on the list is just medication. Okay, I think that's that's fantastic. Like, we have amazing modern technology. But, like, the, the technology we have today is just fantastic. Um, trying to find depression medication is so hard because everyone's brains are different, right? Right. And so when you're trying to find medication that works for you, not every medication is going to work for you. And sometimes you have to go through a series of medication trials before you find the right one for you. And that can be rough. That can be a rough road to go on. But we have technology nowadays that can look at your brain and detect exactly what's going to be right for you. I mean, that it's just amazing. And I know some people out there are probably thinking, you know, I'm not about medication. But it, it should be something you seriously consider. If you're dealing with severe anxiety and depression, that can be a really good way to help you. It's not going to change who you are. It's not going to change who you are. It's going to allow you to be more of yourself. And I think um, people overlook that aspect of medication.
1: Something that I, I want to add real quick to what Caleb was saying about medication Unfortunately, there's a stigma about mental illness, and thankfully, it seems to be going away more we're We're starting to become more open about it as a society but unfortunately, in the past, there's been this stigma it's like, "Oh, you're depressed, Well, get over it oh, just just smile like you'll be okay and that that doesn't help that does not help and If you have a broken arm, you go to a doctor. They, they give you medicine for the pain. They set the arm, they put it in a cast and they take care of it so that it can heal. If you have a mental illness, whether it be anxiety or depression or anything else, it's no less severe or no less real than that broken arm. Go get help. Go to someone who knows how to help you and who is trained to help you and I mean, there's a lot of different ways. Caleb already was talking about medication. Another thing you can do is find a counselor, someone, a therapist, someone who can talk to, someone that'll listen and can help you out. And a few other uh, coping mechanisms here. I'm just going to read them real quick because we don't have a whole lot of time. uh, But we'll Mm -hmm. link this article. Exercising. It's actually been proven, and we talked a little bit about this on our physical success episode, but when you exercise, your brain releases chemicals that makes you happier. Um, So exercising is actually a great way to cope with these types of things. Another thing you can do is you can learn relaxation techniques like deep breaths and finding a quiet place, maybe reading a good book, those types of things. Look at your diet. There's certain foods that are going to help with being more calm and with being being happier and being less depressed there's a lot of different ways that you can you can cope with it and the biggest thing that we can recommend to you is if you're struggling with this especially if you're struggling with this silently and nobody knows take that first step to getting yourself help talk to someone in your family talk to talk to someone you trust go go to a doctor whatever you need to do take that step to start working towards coping and getting better. Because like I said, it's no less real than that broken arm.
0: I love that. Continuing on, ways to support someone who struggles with things like this. Jacob, I think you're right that that stigma is kind of going away, which is great. I see a lot more people kind of expressing it on social media, which is a great place for people to more widely appreciate it and see it. Because, yeah, you can't just tell someone to suck it up ways to support someone who struggles finding out if the person is getting the care he or she needs or wants um i think that's that's key right there wants too. you can't push someone into doing something they don't want to do if they're comfortable with their lifestyle and all they need is a good friend meaning someone who's just gonna accept them just someone who's gonna text every now and then and be like hey are you you okay like you doing good can i help you with anything cool like if you want to go hang out let's go hang out like that type of friend i think that's a good friend so, yeah, finding out, too, like, if that if they are getting the care they need. Expressing your concern and support. Express that. Yeah, let them know that you, you love them, you care for them, and you want to help them in any way. And every time you express that, you know, they're going to appreciate that so much more. Asking questions, listening to ideas, being responsive when a topic of mental health problem comes up. All those are really great. I love the listening part. Um, yeah, just be there to listen. Everyone needs a listener, especially when you're struggling with something so yeah be someone who's going to lend an ear and not necessarily try to solve all the problems yourself right some people don't want problems fixed they just want to be listened to okay and treating people with mental health problems with respect compassion and empathy that's awesome you should do that already to every human being ever okay but especially if you know someone is struggling be compassionate be respectful You can't assume that you understand what they're going through if you haven't gone through it yourself. And even if you have, it may not be to that severity. It may not be to that level. You don't know that person. But you just don't know what variables make it worse for someone else. So you need to just be respectful, compassionate, and be empathetic. Anyway, like always, thank you guys so much for coming and listening to this podcast episode uh, for emotional success. You guys are seriously so fantastic. Um, All of you questers out there. Um, We want to invite you guys, if you haven't already, to go and like our Facebook page, go and visit us, give us a like, send us a message. We love to hear feedback. That's like seriously the best thing. We want to hear from you your thoughts, your impressions, your ideas. And if you guys have a story to share, get in touch with us. We'll have you on the show. I think that's a marvelous way because, like I said previously, everyone has had some hint of success in their lives that is that can be something that can benefit everybody. Also, give this podcast a great rating. That way more people can see that this, this podcast really has valuable content and that they'll be more more inclined to, to listen and hopefully we can motivate and inspire the world. That's the real goal. So thank you guys again for listening to the podcast. We love you guys and uh, you guys have a successful day.